Kiss 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can feel uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 You guys are so funny, man. Hello, hello, this is uh, Jennifer, right? Yeah, yeah, Jennifer. Jennifer, how old are you? I'm 20. So, uh, Jennifer, you wrote us, FML, Fix My Life. I need to break up with my boyfriend, but I don't know how. I've never dumped someone before. I've wanted to end it since last December, but chickened out. Wow, Jennifer. Uh, How how old are you, Jennifer? 20. 20, And, and how long have you been with this guy? Uh, like a year and a half. <laughs> okay. Do you love wow. him? Obviously not, right? Or do you? Do, maybe you do love him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I do. I do love him. I think it's just because we. I don't. I don't really see a future. That's why I want to end it, but I can't because I love him. So, so. Why, why do you want to break up? Aside from the fact that you don't see a future, which is a huge reason, but why are there other reasons why you want to you want to end this? I don't trust him. Okay. Really? Has he done anything yeah. uh, in the past during your relationship to make you not trust him? Uh, no, no. Oh, so why do you not trust him? What brought on those feelings? I'm just, um, kind of paranoid, I guess. Yeah. Had you been, like, cheated on or has somebody deceived you in the past? Like, past relationships? Uh, no. But, yeah, it's, yeah, my parents. That's why. Yeah. Oh, because your parents. Okay. I think we need to be clear right now. So you are not the type of person that calls in and says... I don't know whether I should break up or not. You have already made up your mind. You just don't know how to do it. So we need to get talking about how to dump somebody, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, Wait, so wait, in your text, you said that um, you wanted to end the relationship since last December, right? Yeah. How long before last December had you had these feelings about wanting to break up with the guy? uh, Oh, like uh, like a couple weeks, a month, I I would say. Okay, so we're pretty much a year that you've made the decision to break up with this guy and you still haven't done it yet. Yeah. Do you still hang out together? Yeah, yeah. You still see each other? You're still boyfriend, girlfriend. You're still boyfriend, girlfriend, and he thinks that everything's okay. Yeah, well, he lives an hour away, so um, I see him like once every, once a week, once every two weeks, so it's still quite often. To To help get you in the mind frame of being able to dump somebody, first of all, being able to dump somebody often is just as hard as being dumped. Yeah. There's a lot of emotion involved. It's a real tough thing to do. Uh, One thing that you need to concentrate on before you can get into the headspace and build up the sort of courage and realize the necessity to end a relationship is you have to not obsess and think so much about the relationship that you're going to end and you need to start solidly thinking consistently about the future that you're going to build. Okay. Once you get to that point of where you understand and you have a path and you are sort of setting goals that you plan on crushing, you will start to be excited about your future. Okay. And it makes breaking up with somebody much easier because it sort of gets away with, well, what do I do now? I know I don't want to be in this relationship, but what do I do when it's over? You got to come up with your plan for when it's over. Okay. So that's step one. And then the other thing that you think you need to do in order to break up with somebody is you need to be firm, but you need to be kind. Right. Okay. You need to be empathetic. It's a crushing thing for somebody to tell them that you don't 
don't want to be with them anymore. I think you need to lay out your reasons. You cannot lie under any circumstances. You need to tell the truth. Yeah. And you have to consider his feelings as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think you just have to be straightforward. Like, I don't know. Have you been dumped, Mocha? Have Look at you, you stud. You've never been, been dumped. dumped. I've been dumped Oh, actually, before. no, yeah, I have yeah. been dumped. It was the worst. Yeah, I've been dumped before, but I actually appreciated the way that people have dumped me in the past. And I've tried to dump people in kind ways where you, you literally lay it out. You can sit somebody down and say, this is not an easy thing for me to say. Yeah. And it's not an easy thing for you to hear, but here's my reality right now. And you can just be honest at that point. And, and it's going to be harsh. suggest to you, Jennifer, this is a conversation, as we've all always said that needs to happen face to face don't do it through text email not even facetime you guys have to sit in front of each other and you need to have that conversation can i say one thing yeah more mocha's completely right doing it face to face oh yes the time i was dumped though i would love to have had a do-over and not had it done at a coffee shop we did it at a coffee shop, and that's the worst because it, I got emotional. And no, the problem uh, is people all around you know exactly what's going on. I will say this um, for somebody like Jennifer, maybe not for somebody like you in that situation. I would say picking a location is very key. Working out the logistics of where the dumping is going to happen is actually quite important. Because if it's somebody that you trust, then do it with the, just, just the two of you. Yeah. If it's somebody that maybe there's one tiny little part of you that does not trust them, you have to do it in a public place. And it sucks to do it in but a public place. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But at that point, if you don't quite know how they're going to react and maybe it becomes a safety issue at that point, don't lock yourself in a room with them. Okay. Right. And I'm not saying that that's your situation. I'm just saying in general. And the one question you're going to get asked, because every person who's ever been dumped gets asked this question, is why? So you have to be able to form and articulate your thinking and explanation and rationale behind this immediately without saying, well, and I don't know, and it's been some time. You need to lay out your reasons perfectly. Right. Okay. Now, I'm going to throw something else out there to you, Jennifer. Yeah. Are you prepared, or maybe you need to be prepared, for the answer of if he asks, is there anything I can do right now to fix this, or can we try again? Right. Yeah, I'd have to, like, stand firm. <laughs> yeah. As Ross said, you have to stand firm. Yeah. And it's and and you have to articulate at that point because Mocha brings up a really good point. You know, you have to lay it out to the point of where they have no way back in. That's how a clean break works. Okay. Yeah. And don't do what so many couples do right after they break up. Oh, break up sex? Which is hop into bed. That's not going to help things. No more. Right. You can't do that. Maybe one last time. But people say that's the best. No, it's not. It's a mistake. Uh, so I we hope that helped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plan plan, plan your future. Okay. And you don't have to do your far future. You just just the next little while and get real excited about that. Get real excited about where you're heading without this relationship. Yeah. And then once it's done, you hit the clubs. Get that bottle service no, no. and wild out, girl. No. no. Tinder <laughs> weekend is just around the corner. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say real quick that um yeah. I've been listening to you guys for like six years and I'm 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 from Gatineau. I live near like it's near Ottawa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, six years ago, when I, like when I was in high school, my best friend and I would listen to you guys during that. Oh wow, nice! Wow. Thank you. Yeah. And where do yeah. you live now? You're still in Quebec? Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, Jennifer, thank you so much. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. And thanks for uh, letting us do our best to try and fix your life. Yeah, thank you so much for the great advice. Ah, uh, you no got worries. it. No worries. All right, bottle service, girl. Thank you. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Matt, how are you, man? 
Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. Uh, Matt, we're going to read your letter with you uh, on on the phone with us just to remind everybody, okay? okay? So yeah. uh, your name is Matt. Uh, FML is what you write. Raza Mocha, I'm Matt, 25 and a single father to my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Her mother, my fiancé, passed away early April. My question is, when would you guys say is long enough before you start dating again? Just too scared what people are going to think. Would love to hear both your opinions. One, first of all, thank you for uh, writing this. No problem. And Because it puts you into a headspace of where you have to think about things that maybe you haven't thought about before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll tell and you, I've, man. I've talked to other people about it, too, but it's, I don't know. People that you know give you, and people who knew her give you different opinions, right? Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, dude, first of all, terribly sorry to hear about what happened to your fiancé. As soon as I read this, my friggin' heart sank for you, man. Um, well, thank you. And, you know, when you say just too scared of what people are going to think, my yep. first initial hot-headed reaction is... F what people are going to think. I totally agree. Until you know what I, mean? I, I just, yeah, no, I totally agree. But I understand why you would like that. say yeah. that. Yeah, no, exactly. for sure, for sure. Because it's now, this situation is bigger than you. You have a one and a half well, year yeah. old uh, at home that you have to think about as well, right? Exactly. And I think that the, the people that are going to judge you are. You know, oftentimes not even people that knew your wife. People just love judging for this. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not even necessarily going to be your fiance's family unless you start dating somebody who looks a whole lot like her, which I wouldn't recommend out of the gate. No. So I think that this is a very, it's a very personal thing. And I don't know if you're a fan at all of Patton Oswalt. Do you know Patton Oswalt? I have not heard of him. Okay. He's a comedian. And he went through this. His wife died and she was a, a writer. And his wife died, and he sort of he grieved um, publicly. He he did a, he he wrote a lot of his thoughts and feelings on Twitter, and he wrote articles for Time Magazine uh, and everything else. And he fell in love, and I believe was married within a year of his wife dying. And and people raked him over the coals. They accused him of dining out on his wife's death and using his his grief for publicity. Like he really he really had it rough, and he fired back. Um, with a quote from a woman, and I, and I pulled this up because I remembered reading it at the time and just how I knew that one day that this was going to come in handy. And the quote that he used was from a woman named Erica Roman, and she was a woman in Florida who lost her husband. And she said, is, she said this, quote, how long should a widow sit in isolation before you are comfortable enough to release them from their solitary confinement? Mm. Right. Right. It becomes about it becomes about the other people and not about and not about you. And I don't necessarily think that you can't be grieving and also falling in love at the same time. Yeah, I think that those I think that those two things can kind of go hand in hand. And and oftentimes I think that the mistake that you could make in a situation like this is if you met somebody uh, and didn't allow them in on the grieving process that you're going through, meaning you don't want to put that on them. You want to sort of start fresh, but that's always going to, it's always going to be there. But if you find, right, if you, if you, too. yeah, if you find somebody, like if the person you're interested in and that you want to go out with is open to, you know, the role that they would have to have in order to sort of help you come out of that thing to get you to the point of where the two of you can both build something new. I don't know if there's a time frame for that. You know, I don't. Right. I don't know. There is no time frame. This is a. It's a hyper personal thing between you and your daughter, and nobody else matters in this situation. Mm-hmm.
Also, I would not recommend that it's one of your wife's friends either. No. Okay. No, no. So nobody that looks like nobody that looks like your fiance. Nobody, nobody in her family. Nobody in her family. Exactly. Uh, other no, than totally, totally set aside from that. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, Mocha so. said it right, which is you know f what everybody else thinks. This is you right now. You you have one responsibility in life, and that is to just make sure that you don't screw up your little girl. And, 100%. And you also, 100%. your second responsibility is you 100% deserve happiness. You 100% deserve to go and rebuild a life and build feelings and find somebody who's going to look at you and want to make out with you and find somebody who's going to pick you up when you're down and find somebody who's going to do all the things that your, uh, that your fiance, who you love dearly, was prepared to do yeah. because that is what she would want for you. I, I believe you're right. And, you know, and I've been with several girls since, um, only in the, within the last couple months two months or so yeah and uh it honestly it made me feel guilty at the time yeah but i sit back and i think it's like you know what this isn't exactly what i wanted right now but it's uh what am i supposed to do just sit yeah. back and dwell on uh, it just for out, years, out, so. out of curiosity matt like the conversations that you've had with other people what are they saying friends say that it's whatever same thing f everyone else's mm-hmm. opinion yeah um family they say it's all about the baby Take time. Now, when you yourself. say family, do you mean your family or her? My uh, family. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No. Yeah. yeah. And what about her family? Do you talk to them? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, some some parts in the family, yep. Yeah, it's tough. They, uh, they weren't all, um, she was a foster child and yeah. uh, she was awarded children's aid. So she doesn't have too much family, but mm-hmm. the ones that I do talk to, I haven't really said anything like this to them. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm assuming that she loved you a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if if you know her better than anybody else, okay, and if she loved you and she knew what you were capable of doing and the amount of love that you had inside you, she would want you to be happy. I agree. And again, everybody else, and Roz put it perfectly, your little girl who's a year and a half is your number one priority, and then then your happiness follows after that. So, you know, take care of your priorities, take care of your little girl, take care of your you know, little family that you have right now, and then uh, screw what anybody else thinks and go with it's what's in your gut, what's in your heart, man. Well, you guys have answered it pretty much better than anyone I've talked to before about it. So, so uh, when would you guys say is long enough before you start dating again? That was the question, and uh, and it's completely up to you. How's it, your little and, girl and, doing, and, by the way? And only you. She's she's great. She just yeah. started walk. Well, she started walking a while ago. Now and now she's doing the stairs, and uh, she's getting certain words down. And yeah, she's progressing. Man, they and fly up those stairs fast, huh? Yep. Hey, Matt, thank you so much for your text. Uh, we really hope everything works out for you, and um, you know, th- thank you for for inviting us into this conversation with you. No, thank you for for being a part of it. I do appreciate it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Um, How old are you? In my 40s. And how long have you been in this relationship? Nine months. Let's go through this now here. I'm having a problem with my boyfriend. You just said nine months. I knew it was wrong but I looked into his iPad and I saw an email titled Cupid's Arrow. It was an email exchange that he initiated that led up to him telling her to name a time and a place that they would meet up for a drink. 
This was in October, and we've been dating since March. I was also able to get into his online dating account and found out that he's been chatting uh, and giving out his number to many women and making plans to meet. I confronted him about the email, and he flipped out on me for invading his privacy. Classic. Uh, but he said that it was wrong and that uh, he went out on a date and then realized that I was the one that he wanted to be with. I checked the site again because I still had a terrible feeling and realized that he had been giving out his number until November 5th when his account expired and his activity awaiting renewal and is actively awaiting renewal. So uh, he then said that they can delete his dating accounts together over the weekend, like as a couple, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. What made you suspicious in the first place that you would have to go check his iPad? Well, what happened one day is I have kids and my, my son was over and he was fooling around at the table and the iPad fell on the floor and it flipped open and it's on lock screen and you can see messages. Oh. And I, I just looked, I looked and it said, uh, so when can we have a second date? Right. So, do you love this guy? I do. Okay. Because people are screaming right now, being like, there is only one answer yeah. and only one way to deal with this, and that is to kick his ass out. Yeah. That's internally for me right now to you, Catherine. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's only been nine months. Ditch the guy. You have kids. You have other things to, in your life to worry and care about. I know. Uh, how old is he? Is he around your same age? Um, he's in his early 50s. In his early 50s. How okay, did you guys so... meet? Online. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Which is why I knew how to get around the dating app. Sure. Yeah. We were on the same one, yeah. Do uh, you feel that you have trust issues with him that are not fixable? I don't know. Definitely. Definitely issues now. But fixable? I don't know. I guess only time will tell. Did you establish parameters when the relationship started? So meaning when you guys did meet online and then you decided to mm -hmm. what you thought was exclusive, did you set the parameters of, okay, we're both going to delete the dating apps and not do that anymore? Yes. You did say that. Uh. Mm -hmm. okay. Do you guys live together? No. Oh, okay. You know, the, the idea that we, it, it's a natural feeling, okay, when you're with somebody and it's a relatively new relationship, it's a natural feeling to sort of question whether you're making the right decision and you start second guessing yourself and you do sort of have those thoughts as to maybe this person isn't the one, okay? Mm -hmm. And, but to go to test that, to test to see if you're the one by going out on other dates without telling you is just flat out wrong. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. That's exactly what I said. And uh, and then to, for him to freak out on you, he he's not he, he he's 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 he got pissed because he got caught. Yeah. You know. And, exactly. And I understand. Like there are people who look at dating apps, especially when you're from the world of dating apps, where that is how your relationship started. Mm -hmm. You know, where people still use them and they use them because they're flattering. Okay. They use them because exactly. they, they get messages from people that say, oh my God, you're so great and you sound yep. so fun and all that. Like they're flattering and maybe they don't go and take that next step where they go and meet people. But your boyfriend was DMing people on a dating app and actually dating people while he's dating you. Well, I have no hard evidence that he actually went, but he gave out his number and was asking people. Well, so. the evidence is on the iPad. You said the first message that you read was, when can we go on our second date? So, you know, he's already well, gone out yeah. with somebody one time. Uh, now, yeah. in, in, in your message to us, you said that um, 
that he said that the two of you over the weekend could mm-hmm. go through and delete all of those dating site accounts. Did you actually go through with it? Yes, yesterday. It happened yesterday. Okay. And how'd that go? It went okay. He was on another site that I knew about. Yeah. I, I checked in. He's like, oh, you're not supposed to be snooping around in there. I'm like, just delete it. I'm like, I don't care. Does, uh, is there a chance that maybe he's far more casual than you are with your relationship? It's, it's possible. Maybe, like maybe you're, you're, you're far more serious about the two of you than he is? It could be. Yeah. Have you had that conversation with him? Like, do you, do you know yeah. where you stand? Does he tell you he loves you? <sighs> no, not yet. Okay. Mm. For all the people that are listening to you right now, nine months, you got kids, you're grown, you're not 22. I'm assuming you you were married mm-hmm. before or had some sort of long-term yes, relationship yes. before. Uh, this is the time in your life right now where you don't need some guy who's going to screw around like this, whether he's 50 or whether he's 25. Yeah, this is, this is my first relationship since since my divorce. Right. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You would be better off without any of that stress or drama in your life. Like yeah, I can't, I, I can't tell somebody to dump somebody. That's that's completely on you. Oh, I can. But, I know. I think but, you should dump this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're on. He makes you feel terrible about yourself. Yeah. You don't feel good right now, right? You don't. You should at least feel good. You should at least. You, you, the person you're with should give you a little bit of purpose. You should want to do nice things for them. You should look forward to seeing them. Yeah. You shouldn't look at the person who you're in a relationship with. And have to wonder all those things and each and every one of them is deceitful and is designed to do nothing other than make you feel terrible. Catherine, you probably like every time he is out when you're not talking to him or when he's not texting you in the back of your mind, you're probably thinking like, who's this guy with? He may tell me he's going to, I don't know, meet up with a friend or go to the mall. But how do I know that he's not with some other girl or chatting with somebody else? You're probably thinking that every single day of your life. Are you not? Yeah, for the past week and a half. Yeah, you don't need that. You don't need that in your life, girl. You deserve way, 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 way better. I do. You're going to be fine is the answer. You're going to be great. You're going to be better than all right. Yeah, okay. All right, Catherine? I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you've been through, but I guarantee you've been through worse than this. Yeah, probably. But this sucks and it hurts. Don't let this guy make you feel terrible about yourself. You don't deserve that. Okay. Okay. Thanks for calling, guys. And call us back. Okay, I will. Okay, love. Thanks, Catherine. God, that was hard. Okay. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Kay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, Thank you for your uh, FML text. It was only a matter of time before we got one of these, Mocha. I know. Uh, So, Kay, (laughs) you wrote this. FML. Fix my life. Okay. My really good friend of 15 years is sleeping with a married man for the past five years. What should I do? I told her to stop and how wrong it was to be the side chick and sleep with someone else's man. And I also told her how she's missing out on other good guys because she was wasting her time with this idiot. Anyway, this went on for about two to three years where she kept doing it and I kept telling her to stop. We even fought a few times over this, but eventually I let it be because it's her personal life and I guess she could do whatever she wants. So what's your question? So my question is, I mean, sometimes I tell people this and they're like, what kind of a friend are like? Are you like? Why do you associate yourself with these kind of people? Mm-hmm. And and but it's like like I said, she's uh, like a gem. She's a kind-hearted person. She's always been there for me. She's like a really good girlfriend. So 
I don't, I can't like just let go of the friendship because of who she chooses to sleep with. But at the same time, it's very clear what she's doing is very wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm personally in a relationship of like eight years. I'm engaged. So I find that I can put myself in that girl's shoes almost and be like, oh my God. Okay. Can you be friends with this girl even still today now continue as you always have been knowing the fact that this relationship that she's in with a married guy is going to continue whether you like it or not? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll so still here's be, the thing. Yeah. You've, you've said like you've tried to talk to her multiple times and she's still doing the same thing. Like you can't, nothing else you can say or do right now is going to change that situation. Like, Forgive me for saying this, but you have to mind your own business at this point. See, and he, okay, so here's the other concern I have. So it, it started off with like just boyfriend, girlfriend, and then he just got a side chick. Then they got engaged. I thought, stop. And they got married. I thought, stop. Then they bought a house. I thought, stop. But now the next thing is, are they going to have kids? And this, yeah, but that's not that's this, none, of your, none of your business. Like that doesn't concern you. I know, but. <laughs> I know you care is- about her and you don't want her to make a any more mistakes than she is right now. I'm not saying what she's doing is right, but you've gone through the steps of trying to tell her why what she's doing is wrong, and she is still, two, three years later, continuing to do it. So obviously, she doesn't care about what you are saying to her. She's going to continue to make these mistakes, and you now have a choice as to whether or not you're going to continue that friendship. If that part of her life bothers you so much, if you're going to continue that friendship with her, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it bothers me enough to lose her as a friend just because I, now I've known about this for five years and mm-hmm. obviously we're still good friends. Uh, but like I said, because it's gotten serious with, with the guy and his wife, it's so like... Do they, do, does that other couple have a kid yet or no? No, they don't. Okay. They don't. But does I he, have a feeling there's... Does he pay... Does, does he like kick your friend money and stuff like that? Like is she like sort of like a kept side piece? Uh, no, but he does go take her out on dates and he will buy her stuff like for birthdays and like here and there. Like right. he's, it's, yeah, it's so he not literally stuff. just sexual. They do have a relationship. Well, yeah, okay. No, but it, it is. <laughs> um, geez, adults are going to make adult decisions, mm-hmm. okay? And adults are going to make great decisions and adults are going to make terrible decisions. And you can sit there and judge or say what you're doing is wrong and all this other stuff. But uh, the reality is it's none of your business. Yeah, she's just yeah. going to keep doing what she wants to do. Now, if it affects you, because I know you're sitting here and you sound torn because you're like, she's like this side piece and it's sort of manipulative and the the wife doesn't know. And then you're like, but she has a heart of gold and she's a great friend. Like, which one is it? It's literally that. And then the other thing is, like I mentioned in my in my messages, she is, I find that she's missing out on good guys too. That's not up to you. That's yeah, not up to you. That's her choice though. It's not up to you. I know. You're not, you're not the boss of her. It's not I your know, job. But then I just, it's sometimes I feel like a bad friend or I don't know, but it's, you're right. I, I totally agree with you. So you, we, I guess you're giving me the same advice I thought I should yeah. do. I now, kind of have been doing. It does get different if she says, Hey, listen, I need you to lie for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think this girl so, is as good of a friend as you think she is. But again, like I said, like it, this is the only thing, and other any every, every other way or form. I've known her since grade seven. Okay, but you've we had have, how many conversations with her over the past three, four years, telling her what she's doing is wrong, and she continues to do it. Yeah, for knowing the that first you time, care, knowing that you care enough about her life 
to explain to her what she's doing is wrong and why she shouldn't be doing it. And then for her to not care and continue to do what she's doing, you know, what does Mm -hmm. that say about how she values your friendship? Yeah. Listen, I don't think she's as good of a friend as as you think she is. And also mind your own business. It's adult people. (laughs) It's adult people making stupid adult decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, let them, let them be dumb. Let them be, let them be dumb. All right, Kay. Okay, well, thank you so much. No, of course. Thank you. Okay, bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, Chaz, what's going on? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. All right, so uh, Roz and Mocha's FML. Let's get right to it. Chaz writes in and says, I cheated on my ex-girlfriend, but I want her back because she doesn't want anything to do with me. (laughs) So, Chaz, first of all, your ex-girlfriend is right to not want to have anything to do with you. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Okay, hold on here. Let's get to the degrees of cheating. First of all, why did you cheat? So, again, it wasn't like, I, it was more emotional cheating than it was actually cheating. So you cheated like a girl? Yeah. How long were you in this relationship with this girl up until the point that you started to cheat emotionally? Like seven, eight years. Wow, do you guys, seven or eight years. Do you guys years. have kids together? No, no. I, I'm 21, so I dated her like when I... Well, I was like 13, 14. Okay, so hold on here. When did you cheat and when did she, like, when did she dump you? How long ago was this now? The, so the cheating took place in the 2017, summer of 2017. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and then after we, we tried making it work. Uh-huh. And then I ended it in January because I felt like it was a toxic relationship. And we needed a space from each other. So then about like three months, four months later, I see her at this uh, event or party. And she's with another dude. And then uh, I tried, I, I, I do a whole, a whole bunch of went down, and then, yeah, now I'm here. What do you mean a whole bunch of stuff went down? <laughs> like, you fought the guy that she was with? Well, no, I didn't fight him, but I approached uh, him. And, oh, God. Uh, Jazz, was, okay. listen, you got to move on with your life, bro. First of all, why did you decide to cheat, even if it was emotional? And define to us, to Roz and I and everybody listening right now, what the cheating was. So it was a coworker, and I just spent more time... I did with my coworker and I did it with my girlfriend. And so when you so the cheating part of it, like did you make out with her or did you guys go all the way? No, 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 no. We didn't do we didn't do anything. Oh. Now was the other girl into you though? Yeah, she was and I, I knew that but Hold on, so where's the cheating? So I spent more time with my coworker. Yeah. yeah. On purpose. And I did it with my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah and well, on, on yeah. purpose and not for work things. Yeah, exactly. But you didn't cheat. No, I didn't. I don't know. I still see. No, no, no. I get it. They call it an emotional affair. Yeah, and, and I, I still and I think. Get all, I get all this. I get all this. But hold on a second here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, first of all, you're not going to get the girl back. And and uh, my take on all of this before we get to why people cheat is that I don't know if you actually want this woman back. I think that you feel incredibly guilty and you want to alleviate that guilt and her forgiving you will alleviate that guilt. I think that that's what you're chasing as opposed to chasing this woman. So it's been like a year and a half since I cheated and and then she she forgave me and she forgave me and everything was good. It just Dude, like, I wanted to spend my life with this girl. Okay, but hold on here. I'm, I got to go back to the cheating part. So with this coworker, what were you doing? Like, you were telling her you're, you're, you, were, you were having an emotional affair, as they call it, and you would tell her stuff and confide in her things that you would not or at that time were not confiding in your girlfriend with. You'd talk about your relationship. Like, she was starting to become your person, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, but, but you didn't make out with her. No. Okay. And then how did the truth come out? Did your girlfriend find texts on your phone? Did the other girl contact your girlfriend? Did you fess up? How did everything come about? So I ended up fessing up 
I'd go out sometimes with the, my coworker, and I wouldn't tell her. And I eventually started telling her that, okay, I've been spending time with this girl. And did you tell her that you guys weren't physical? Yeah, yeah. She didn't believe you, though. I think she did. To me, after eight years, like, it doesn't sound like you guys had a great relationship. Yeah. People cheat because they feel empty. People cheat because they're looking for something. Or people cheat out of a moment of wild lust. Or people cheat. Like, there's different reasons why people cheat. For you to go off and have this uh, emotional affair without being physical with somebody, that happens when your relationship is in really, really not a good place. Okay. And, yeah, and, and so I agree. And, and and so to try and get back and build something that wasn't great when it ended to me seems a little pointless. Cut your losses, man. She did. She did. Yeah, and she moved on, bro. She don't want you. She don't want me. Life ain't easy, man. Life ain't easy. Yeah, and right. here's the thing. Here's the thing that I know, Shaz. I know that you weren't feeling the relationship that you were in for seven, eight years. You wanted to see if this new girl could be potential relationship type. And hopefully if things worked out in that aspect, you would have broke off with your current girlfriend. Correct? Yeah, you spot on. Yeah, yeah of course, dude. You yeah. trash, bro. Listen, you are trash. You can't be doing that to the girl. Listen, if you're not into the relationship, you end it. Save everybody's feelings. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, you feel guilty, bro, and you want her to alleviate that guilt. Yeah, she's that's not going to exactly take you back. What it is. Yeah. You got that's 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 a you problem, man, not a her problem. Yeah. You got to deal with this by your own. Yeah. Thanks. All right, dude. Work it out, bro. New year, new you. <laughs> new year, new me. There you go. Get a haircut or something. I did. I got a haircut. I shaved. <laughs> I shaved my beard, man. Yeah, still don't work. All right, dude. Still you don't take, work. take it easy, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks you too. Love the show. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, Julian. It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you? Good, man. How are you today? I'm good. We're going to try to help fix your life, bro. All right. That's cool. Thank you. All right, Julian. You wrote us this. Roz and Mocha FML. I'm in quite the dilemma. Should I really leave my best friend of six years for my new wife? What I mean is my wife just came to Canada for the first time six months ago. I've been here 10 years, so I have my circle of friends, including my best friend. They don't accept me when I'm with her. Ah, your best friend's a woman. Uh, because they say that I'm not myself. Plus, with my best friend being a girl, my wife doesn't trust me seeing them. So now I feel like I'm being pulled in two different directions and I don't know what to do. Julian, where are you from? I'm from Burlington. I'm oh. from Columbia originally. Columbia. And where's your wife from that she just got here six months ago? She's from Columbia too. Oh, okay, cool. Were so, you married in Columbia or you met? How'd you guys meet? We met about like 11 years ago uh, before I came here. Mm-hmm. We dated for a little bit and then I ended up coming here. So we broke up and then we kept talking the whole time here. But like we were not in a relationship. And then uh, we started talking about her coming here like about maybe like a year ago, a year and a half ago. I told my friends that she was going to come. They were like kind of excited a little bit. But then when she came, like they, they said I stopped like acting some different ways around her. So when did you marry your wife? I married her when she came for a vacation like last year. And so she's finally moving here, but you're married now. Yeah. You love her. Yes, I do. You want to spend your life with this woman. Yes, I do. Okay. Have you and the best friend ever hooked up? Like really, like long ago. Though. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. She's got to get like out of your life years now. Ago, four years <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I can see why yeah. your wife uh, doesn't want you to be hanging around with your best friend who also happens to be a woman who also happens to be somebody that you hooked up with years ago. Does your wife know that you guys hooked up years ago? I told her at first and she, and she sent she sent fine with it. Yeah. She's like, oh, like, okay. but it was long ago, right? And yeah, she's no, like, no. okay. Why didn't and you? And then afterwards, 
like she's just like, oh no, like I, I just can't accept it anymore. No, <laughs> of course not. Um, yeah, because she didn't she, accept it then either. Yeah, she no. was just telling you that <laughs> to make you feel better. Um, yeah, that's that's information that uh, you should have put in your uh, original note to us. But I see, <laughs> I'm looking for it again. I'm going over this again. You did not say that you had hooked up with the best friend. I may be old school in this thinking, but um, opposite sex best friends are relationship killers. Because most people aren't friends with somebody of the opposite sex that they're not at least a little bit attracted to. Yeah. If you really like them that much, why did you guys, why aren't you guys together? Or is it just a matter of time because maybe they are married or in a relationship and you're just sort of buying time? Like there's all sorts of different reasons, but I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that opposite sex, best friends, while you're trying to be married and work on your, your relationship, they kill it. They don't work, man. Yeah. They don't work. Wait a minute. I'm trying to understand something here, Julian, because you said you're your best friends, right? Plural. Is this based on the one individual person, like the girl that you hooked up with, or is this uh, based on the big group of friends that you can't hang out with anymore? Okay, so so what happens is that my best friend, uh, she like she, she's part of this group, right? So yeah. she always hangs out with us. Like, oh, okay. Every yeah. time I used to hang out with them, she was always there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it, it's kind of like not just her. It's like the whole group I would say because now I can see no anyone but it's the whole it. group because of her you know what I mean like you can't yeah, go I, and yeah. say to your wife yeah. you're gonna go hang out with this group of friends and that girl that you hooked up with isn't going to be there yeah you know what people don't want in a relationship like when you're married to somebody and you're kind of like when you're at home and when you're on the couch and it's sort of time between the two of you and you look over and they're kind of like laughing and having a good time on their phone and they're texting with somebody and who they're texting with is like their best friend who's the opposite sex. That kills your that kills your relationship, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I, I, I understand that. Yeah, it kills. Sure. It kills. You shouldn't be telling sleep. Like when you go off and you run to somebody because maybe you're having a problem or you got something you need to work out or whatever it is. You don't go off to don't go running off to another woman to talk to to that stuff about. Talk to your wife about that stuff. Don't go sharing secrets or have inside jokes. It kills her, man. Like that, and it, and it would kill a guy too. It goes the same way. It's it's not good for a marriage. Yeah, concentrate on your marriage, bro. Like, she's only been here six months, your wife, right? Yeah. Concentrate on her and making a, a good life for the two of you in Canada. Yeah, I've I i, I I've been trying, but, like, the thing is, like, I, I feel bad for, like, because I, I was I used to hang out with them for, like, six years, right? So mm-hmm. that's why I feel like I spend most of my, well, most of my time here in Canada. And, like, it's good memories, you know? <laughs> did your did your girl best friend go to your wedding? Uh, no, she didn't. No, she did not. Why okay. not? Uh, well, at first, but it, it's a little complicated because what happens this is because that, uh, you guys had sex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So just say that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, don't do this to your wife. Okay. Yeah. Come don't, on, man. Okay. She's not at this point. She's not a friend. She's uh, she's a spike, and she's a spike in the right in between you and your wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. You. Yeah. Yeah. There's people that have told me that, but like I've been like. You know, just feeling bad about, like, the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, because you feel like a creep, not because you feel bad for either of them. True. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I also feel bad for, for my wife because of, of how she feels. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then you're going to see the best friend, and you're going to have to lie to your wife, right? Like, you don't want to do that, man. Yeah. All right, Julian, go concentrate on your marriage. Okay. okay, thank you so much, guys. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Ah, Gabrielle. Hi. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. good. I think this is like our first ever like long, long distance 
Razamoka FML. Yeah. yeah. Across the ocean. That's right. So uh, thank you for joining us from Portugal. Thank you for having me. Okay, so Gabrielle, you wait, read wait, it. Wait, yes. I need to know. Like, you're in oh, Portugal. Yeah. How did you discover the Razamoka show? I'm originally from Toronto. I've been listening to you guys for like 10 years since I've been in high school. Oh, damn. Since the beginning. Okay, so what brought you out yeah. to Portugal? Um, Just needed a little bit of a change from Toronto. You know, better weather out here. It's like 30-something degrees today, so... You know. And how old are you? I'm 26. 26. And what do you do out there in Portugal? Um, I teach English at an after-school program to kids. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay, so yeah. Gabrielle, you write us this. Signed up for my gym back in October and have been seriously crushing on one of my personal trainers at my gym. His name is Tiago. My personal trainer, Miguel, is friends with him. Tiago is also, oh no, the gym masseuse, so I've gotten a few massages from him in the past. Oh no! I haven't really spoken to him besides hi and bye how do i ask him out on a date without it being weird and everyone finding out you say that your gym is small and news can travel fast uh you want some personal training sessions from him lol so uh you want to know how to date your trainer right pretty much yeah without it being weird and also because it is his place of work you know first of all i will say one thing which is Um, you need to know before you do any of this stuff, and it's impossible for you to kind of find this out, but many places, many gyms, um, stipulate to their trainers that this is a 100% no-go regardless of feelings, that they're not allowed to date clients with risk of losing their job. Yeah. Right. Do you know if that is the case at your gym? Um, no, but I'm sure I could find out some way yeah okay so other than the massages that you get from him is there any (laughs) type of interaction like do you have you talked to him at all or you know even in the in the massage room are you guys talking or is it just strictly massage and you're silent no i mean i've had a few conversations with him um he also teaches like cycling classes so i'll say hi to him and have a little bit of a conversation after the class or before um, if he's training during the day at the same time when I'm training, like we'll talk. It's just like really basic little conversations. There's reasons people um, start crushing on their personal trainers. One, because they're hot, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, realistically, um, you know, and there's a lot of like personal attention paid to you by somebody who's extremely attractive. There's a lot of touching. There's a lot of encouragement. There's a lot of sweat. You, there's a sense mm-hmm. of accomplishment after your meeting. Plus, that's you feel, one thing that you guys have in common, right? Yeah, like you feel like you're going through something together, and then you add on the fact that he's a he's a masseuse, and then you're lying on a bed wearing very little, and there's oil and touching and rubbing, and things feel good. And like, there's a lot of reasons why you Ooh. should crush on your personal trainer, but, Damn, I, will, but I will say, <laughs> but I will say this, um, pursue Suing your personal trainer, to me, is only going to perpetuate the worst stereotype ever for personal trainers, which is that they sleep with all their clients. Well, he's not my trainer. He's one of the trainers at the gym. I know, but still, that's so tricky, Gabrielle. Yeah, it's really, it's really tricky. I would say... First of all, if anything happens, okay, like if you are going to sit and have a conversation with them, it can't happen in the gym no. or, or after a class or anything. This is something that has to happen like outside of the gym and you can't then in the gym say, hey, can I talk to you outside of the gym? Like it has to mm-hmm. just, you can't bring this stuff. Plus that's, you don't that's want to he weird works. him out, right? It's his job, you know? Yeah. You don't want him to feel yeah, uncomfortable showing up well, to work and then exactly. anytime he sees you, he's like, oh no, here's that girl that likes me and I don't don't like her back or anything like well, that, right? 
That's exactly what I want to avoid. And I'll say this too, in, in 2019, after Me Too and all the sort of wonderful things that came out of the Me Too movement, uh, you know, there is a, there's a, the, the danger zone for things like this, even if it is uh, platonic and completely, uh, you know, on, on, on the level between two, you know, sort of consenting adults, people are nervous, okay? Because mm-hmm. if he starts in with you and let's say it just doesn't go well, Okay. He doesn't know you that well. He doesn't know, you know, if this, how bad a breakup, you know, is going to be for his career, uh, for other people he trains. Like, let's just say he's, you know, he's training, you know, other women. And then these women don't want him to train anymore because they think that he's just the guy that hooks up with all the hot girls at the gym. Right. You know, and then, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, he's a sexual harasser. (sighs) Gabrielle, if I could be honest, I say you leave this mm-hmm. one alone. There's too much yeah. that could go wrong. Yeah, no. there's too much, way the, too much that could go wrong. But the wrong. massage table, though. What if it's? What if she keeps a total secret? What if she promises like that she's never going to say anything? Like, what if it's just a fling? Like, do you want him to be your boyfriend, or you just want to hook up with him? I mean, I don't know. Like, if you just want to hook up, then just you know you can hook up with the guy. But it's it's different when you want to go public and he's got to tell his boss and stuff. I think you need to yeah, let it go. One one time yeah. I used I used to go to a bar that I I loved. Like I loved this place. I would go there every day after work and then I and then for a brief period of time I dated one of the um bartenders and I never went back afterwards and I really ruined that bar for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to ruin this gym. I love this gym. Well, well, geez, but I don't know, though. But, like, what about love? Like, can't you just, you know, like, what about love? Like, I don't want to get so uh, obsessed with optics and 2019. And I know I'm the one that even brought that up. But, like, what about love? You have to. Like, you're not going to, like, you're not allowed to make a pass at somebody anymore. Like, you're not allowed to flirt. Like, what what the hell? Like, are we so, I I may be changing my mind. I may say, go head on with this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I may, I I may say, I may say, go head on with this as long as you are willing to accept the consequences okay the the risk has to be worth the reward so are you willing to risk that gym i don't know i would have to think really hard about it okay well that then then the answer is no if you're willing if you're willing to risk everything that could come out of this from going really really sideways then i'd say go for it if you're not willing to risk that then just lift your weights and keep your head down and every now and then get them to rub you down with oil <laughs> Morris in the other okay. room shaking his head. Yeah, and, and that's got to be good enough. Yeah, I could probably live with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just get a nice rub down every now and then. Hi, right, Gabrielle. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, we love you. Thank you for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Christine, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey. Other end of the country, huh? Oh yeah, North Island and, in uh, the ballast. And what do you do for a living? Well, I'm just working at a fishing lodge where we do a little bit of everything. Wow. Damn. Uh, so, Christine, you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have recently discovered that I have daddy issues and I'm having a really hard time overcoming them. I wish I was joking, <laughs> but it's a real thing. So explain to us what you feel your daddy issues are. Well, okay. So I've always been attracted to older men. Mm-hmm. And I would always joke that I had daddy issues, not thinking I really did. And then I looked up what daddy issues were. Mm -hmm. And yes, being attracted to older men is one of them. But then it also comes with more problems. You're attracted to men who can't commit themselves to you. 
So then they don't leave you or abandon you, and it's an abandonment issue. Whoa, what? Jeez. Oh, okay, so hold on here. Yeah. So, okay, so because daddy <laughs> issues are defined by a lot of different things. Like there, there are just like sort of straight up, like what you were saying, which is when girls grow up, the first guy you ever love is your father for yeah. the most part, right? And they're the first guy man in your life that you have these sort of long conversations with. You sort of build this bond, and then it is very common for women who then grow up to sort of seek out somebody that not necessarily resembles physically, but gives them that same reaction, that same sense of calm and, and security comfort, and yeah. comfort uh, that your fathers do. And there's, there's psychologists have been dealing with this forever. Um, the other thing that you're talking about where you're attracted to people who can't commit to you so they won't hurt you, I think that that's a whole other thing. Christine, okay. have you talked to somebody else about this? Like like a, a professional? Have you ever seen no, Dodell? No, oh, okay. No. She works okay, at no, a fishing lodge you... in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah, Where true, all true, she true, has. True. Um, wait, and another question. Did you grow up <laughs> with a father in your life? Yes. Oh, okay. So my biological father, but my parents divorced when I was four, yeah. and then he remarried and had three stepkids. Yeah. So he kind of was with them more than with us. Yeah. And then my stepdad, he was just, it was really strange emotionally. Like we never hugged. It was never "I love you" wow. until I was in my twenties. So, do you feel so that you do you feel that you're looking in for at sexual partners almost for somebody to give you that sort of father that you feel might have well, ripped you off a little bit? When I started looking into it more, I think that's what I have been doing, and yeah. it was a huge, like, mind blowing thing. Yeah, and now I'm catching myself a little bit but how do you stop yourself from but is it something that needs to be stopped i don't know either and that's what i'm trying to figure out like are you like if you're comfortable in a relationship a sexual relationship everything else with somebody who they're going to take on that role of the 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 man in your life and that's going to change over time. Like relationships change, everything evolves. You may seek out somebody to give you that feeling uh, that your dad never gave you, but that's not necessarily going to last forever in the yeah. relationship. Right. You know? Are you in a relationship right now? Um, no. Like, do you want to like call the guy daddy and stuff? Or are you like, do you go that far? <laughs> like, it's happened, but more as a joke. Like you call him daddy, like like when you're like just like joking around in the kitchen or joking around in the bedroom. Like a little bit of both. Yeah. Oh okay. wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, huh? Because you're not. Believe me, you are, mm. not, you are not the first. You are not the first woman who has you know had to deal with this. And I think that some people have you know fantastic, wonderful relationships um, that started off the exact same way yours did. But if you have some sort of hurdle that you feel that you need to get over, I don't think that you're going to fix that problem dating daddies. I think you're going to fix that problem talking to somebody who can help you figure out what the problem actually is. Cause you don't even really know. No, like I'm just figuring it out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, there is a whole list of other things that go along with them. Well, when you it only comes got a certain amount of time on the show. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think, I, I would say keep reading and yeah. you're going to, you're going to find a lot of other people who have been in the exact same situation as you. The one thing I know about therapy is that you think that you are so unique and you think that you are, all your problems are just so unique to you because we're all so bloody special. And then you sit down with a therapist and in the first 20 minutes they figure you out and it's maddening because you realize just how normal you are. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and this isn't a unique problem. There's a yeah. lot of stuff to read on on the, the on this exact same thing. I think you're doing okay. I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but just read up on it. Find other people who are exactly like you. Join a couple message boards. Find people that you can trust and talk to, and uh, and then f- get to the bottom of this and, and figure out what's bothering you. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Christine. Yeah, cool. All right, okay. Thank you, guys. All right, All right. much love yeah. to you. Take care, folks. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Sarah. Hi. How you doing, girl? Good. How are you? Good. You feeling okay? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling okay. <laughs> okay, so Sarah, you wrote us this. Razamoka fixed my life. My fiance is an actor and recently booked a pretty big role that requires him to fly overseas for a few weeks at a time. In this role, he has his first makeout and sex scene, and I'm really struggling. As someone who is not in the industry at all, I'm having a really hard time separating my emotions from the logic. Hoping you guys can give me some clarity. Have you and your fiance talked about this? If so, obviously, I, I assume. If so, uh, what is his answer to everything that you're feeling right now? So we've we've talked about it briefly. Um, I mean, when I bring it up, he kind of just like mentions, oh, you know, like it's work. It's, you know, whatever's on the page is what we do. And then this is over and it's done with. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, I think he kind of like told me what he had to say. He didn't really, he wasn't <laughs> extremely reassuring, I'm going to say. Yeah. Just because, I mean, I, I, you know, I mentioned to him like, this isn't really normal for me. I mean, when you see your partner, you know, make out with someone else or be like, physically naked with mm-hmm. someone else mm-hmm. in the real world that's cheating wait but does I he have to get like naked naked no they wear um, they wear socks and pasties and yeah like they wear stuff yeah. right yeah. i mean you know, everything's right there yeah Everything, everything's sure. right there these are very uncomfortable very uncomfortable conversations that it's people insane. in the industry have to have with their partners who are not in the industry and they're tough. I think that when people do it right is that the involvement and comfort level with you is really up to you. I don't think that somebody, your fiance, who's an actor should force you to feel a certain way because it's not going to work. You're going to feel however you're going to feel. And I think that they have to be cool with that. And if you want to fly out there and meet the woman that he's having his, you know, relate like on screen romance with that's, Mm -hmm. that's up to you. If he wants to keep it all a secret and you have questions, he should answer those questions. Um, and you hear from actors all the time that these love scenes and these makeout scenes, you hear a lot of they're just technical. There's actually nothing sexual about them. They're orchestrated. There's a lot of people in the room. You feel right. insecure. Everybody feels insecure. You hear over and over and over and over and over. You hear all that stuff. Right. Uh, but I know enough people in this business that will tell you off the record that when you work on a movie and you get to make out with somebody, it's amazing. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're not making Sarah feel any better right no, now. I'm going to, no, I'm going to, I'll tell you because it's. Why? Uh, Why is it amazing? Because you're making out with you somebody. You're making out with somebody like, who's not your partner. Yeah, a, a director hired somebody who's hot and who's not your partner and you go on set and you make out with them and like you're kissing and you're Frenching and you got like skin on skin and you're rolling around like as uncomfortable as it is, there's still a part of it that's awesome. Yeah. Now, that's the part that you're never going to hear. 
regardless of how he feels, he's going to come back and say that it was uncomfortable. Now, as long as your fiance isn't one of these people in the long list of people in this industry who wind up hooking up outside of work with somebody that they did a love scene with, then you're fine. If he can separate the two, even if it is awesome to make out with somebody, but you know, it's just part of the job. And then he goes home to you and your relationship doesn't change and you sort of go on and maybe he could become successful and then y'all benefit from it. And then maybe you understand, you know, what it's like at a certain point, who knows? But he's going to say that it's uncomfortable, it's technical, it's everything else. But I've heard from so many people that off the record, they're going to tell you it's awesome. Can I just say something? <laughs> yeah. You're not helping to fix Sarah's life right now. Yeah, that's not what I was hoping for, Rock. Okay. Do you know who this other person is? Do you know who this actress is that your fiance I mean, is going to be making out with? I mean, I don't know her personally, but yeah. I mean, I know who she is. But Sarah, did he come to you and say, here's what she looks like, like give you as much information as possible to to uh, help alleviate some of the stress that you may be feeling right now? Uh, he, I just, I knew who his character was supposed to, like who he was working with. So okay. when he came home and just told me, hey, this is the direction that like the film is, is moving into, I just like, there was no need to tell me who it was, right? right. right. I think the other thing I'm struggling with too, is so he's uh, in Europe yeah. and, you know, like I'm, I'm planning the wedding by myself right now and we have a one-year-old and I'm, with him by myself as well. Um, I have my parents here, obviously, who's helping me as well, but it's just, I, I just feel like everything is on my shoulders. And I mean, not for nothing, but like we just had a baby. So my body is not like yeah. a Hollywood movie star's body right now, you know, or I don't think it ever was. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Before he had to go off and, and make out with somebody in a movie, right? Have you ever had doubts about trust in your relationship? No. Okay. Then, oh. I, then I will say this to you. Don't start now. Yeah. I guess that's better than what you started with, Roz. Well, listen, it goes, you <laughs> that's know. she said. It goes both ways. There are tons of stories okay. of people who are married to people outside of the industry and they have long, wonderful, you know, relationships. I always think of Hugh Jackman's wife and I'm like, man, that woman has had to put up a, with a ton. You know, women yeah. throw themselves at that guy when they see him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they're, you know, and they're great. There's, there's so many examples, but if, if this is not the type of person that you've had trust issues with up to this point, I say, don't drive yourself crazy and start now. Hey, Sarah, I can bleep all this. Is it a movie that we would know, or is the actress that he's working with someone that we would be familiar with? Um, it's something on Netflix, and it's actually a TV show okay. uh, that's had um, quite a big fan base. I think I can say it that way. Okay. <laughs> who's the Who's the actress? We'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. I don't want to say we'll bleep it. it. We'll bleep it. We'll talk. Well, I need to know. I need to know. Uh, her name. <laughs> oh. Hey, lad, listen. Don't worry about it. You're good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, no. Don't. You have nothing. Uh, you have nothing to feel insecure about. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Bye, right, girl. Take, take care. care. Bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Kayla. Hey. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Um, your FML today is legit a Netflix movie. I know, right? Okay, That's what so, all my friends tell me. Michaela, you wrote us this. Uh, Roz and Mocha, this is my crazy FML story. So fix my life. 
I met these twin brothers and I clicked with both of them so well, I had to decide which one I wanted to go for. They are identical twins, but with two completely different personalities. One is just like myself, very outgoing and super friendly. Everyone thought I was going to end up with this one. The other brother is timid, shy, and very different from all the other guys I've dated. Because he was so different, I ended up choosing him. As I was hooking up with... As I was hooking up with the one brother, I still was really good friends with his brother. But when things ended with the shy twin, I started getting closer with his twin brother. So now I feel like I went for the wrong twin and I don't know what to do. Is it okay to switch twins and go for the other one now? Yeah. Okay. So doing the brother switch there, it has been done successfully. Okay. Doing the sister, doing the sister switch has been done successfully. I will say this, uh, twice in my life, my brother and I have dated the same woman. Oh yeah. Okay. And it was fine. Yeah. Didn't work out with me. Great girl. They got along. Awesome. They hooked up after the fact they were great while they were together. That was just the end of it. Okay. So it is possible to do the switch. Now, the only way it's possible to do the switch is if all three parties are cool with it. Uh, okay. Like, does the twin that you really, really like, does he know that you really like him? Yes. Oh, he does. Wait, okay. Wait, hold on. The twin okay. that I like? No, yeah. okay. Yeah, the, the, not the twin you dated. The one that you like. Okay. okay. The one that you want now. Um, no, I haven't really gotten to tell him just because I was still debating on it just because yeah. we, we we've been hanging out and I... I still consider, like, he's a really good friend of mine, and that's why I was debating on what to do. I don't know if I want to date him or just keep him as a good friend, and I don't want to jeopardize our friendship. Okay, is he giving you vibes that he likes you? I mean, so-so. It's kind of mixed. The last time we hung out, I felt like there was a moment where we're, we're sitting beside each other on the couch, and he kind of put my hair behind my ear. And then we're just staring at <laughs> Yo, each that's other. Yo, like, that's a move. That's a move, Michaela. That's a move. But he, we were just staring at each other, like not saying anything. And there, there's this moment where I felt like we were going to kiss. And then I felt like we both pulled away because we knew like it wasn't right. And where was the other brother? He wasn't home. Oh. oh so this is happening in, in his house, in their house? In their house. They both lived together. I went over when the other twin wasn't home. And I don't, till this day, I don't know if... He knew that we hung out. Okay, so oh. so you you suspect that your ex, the the boyfriend, the other brother, would not be cool with you hooking up with the twin, right? I mean, the the last time I spoke to him, I was like, "Do you think your brother would care if he knew that we hung out?" And he's like, "I don't think so. Okay. I know my brother so well that I don't think he'll care." I mean, he should. He's an identical twin. You you make it seem like you have all the power here, and I'm not saying you don't. But you but in your letter to us, you were like, "You had to choose. It was up to you." Do you know if they were both competing for you as well? No, I don't think so. Maybe at one point, but um, the other the the, the one time that I was dating, yeah. yeah um, he showed more interest, so I guess the other brother like backed off. Right. Okay. So, and how long has it been now? Like a couple months, I would say. A couple months. Damn. And you're still hanging out with one of them, just not both of them. Yes. And how did it end? Did it end ugly? Kind of. Like, not really. He Ooh. just. Yo, if it ended ugly, you can't. <laughs> how did it end? You can't how go did for it the end? brother no, no, switch. It didn't, it didn't end ugly. It was like, okay, like, that's it. Like, our, our relationship is over. And then. Who ended I it? Who ended it? it? 
He did. He oh, dumped okay. you. Why? Because did you cheat? No, honestly. Were you I, flirting with other guys? His brother. No. <laughs> Why did he dump you? Why did he dump you? He told me he wasn't looking for anything serious and that he, he just got a new job, so he wants to focus on his work, and that was totally understandable because I just got promoted, so I wanted to focus on my work too, but I thought maybe I can do both. No, no, no. You know in your heart what the real reason for the breakup was. Saying that I just got a new job is is a is an excuse. That's you, a it's a line. You weren't into him. No, he wasn't into her. What's the real reason no, for I the breakup? I think oh. they both weren't into each other. What's the Which real is totally fine. What's the real reason for the breakup? I don't know what to tell you. That was it. That's what he told me. Because when people say I got a new job and I don't have time and you know I need time for me right now, it is all avoidance. The thing that they don't want to say is they don't want to look somebody in the eye and say, I don't love you. Okay, but also his brother even gave me advice on his on him. He's very indecisive. He just doesn't know what he wants. Okay, so you want to know if you can do the the brother switch. I'm all for doing the brother switch, but you can't destroy family, and everybody in the situation has to be cool with it. Otherwise, it's ugly, and you will never feel relaxed or comfortable in that house at all or around that family. It's going to be a disaster for everybody. So if everybody's cool with it, you can pull off the brother switch. Same thing as the sister switch. Sister switch, I would say, is a little bit more difficult. Okay. This may be a perfect time to just like, we'll grab some texts and then we'll come back. Like, you want to say, what do we want to, you want to give us a text at 925 and say like switch or no switch? Or how do you want to do this? Yeah, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so we'll do a quick poll. What's your feeling on this, Mocha? Switch or no switch? At first I was like leaning towards do the switch, no problem. Yeah. But now that I hear Michaela's story, yeah, I say, leave it alone. Go find you a man. That's not a part of a twin situation. Right. Okay. I just think that there's too much at risk for the two guys, for their brothers and their relationship. Do they happen to have another brother maybe? No, it's just them. What about the dad? Is he hot? I don't, I don't really know. Okay. Uh, so we'll we'll get some texts and uh, so my listen you can do the switch but everybody's got to be cool with it. Mocha says no switch. I say no switch. Uh, it's a nine two five triple five. We'll uh, we'll take a poll and we'll come right back. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, love. Michaela. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Vivian. How's it going? Mocha, good. How are you? Good. Roz is here as well. Hi, Roz. Hello, Vivian. Okay, so let's go. <laughs> let's go through this with you. Okay. Oof, sure. Good one today. FML, guys, FML, fix my life. I need help. I have a friend slash coworker that is someone I consider a good friend. We spend all our lunches together, hang out after work, and I share all my problems with her. But there's been an issue of late for the past few months. I have noticed that she will have strong BO. Basically, she stinks. And the other day, I could barely eat my lunch because the smell was so bad. This is odd because she is such a knee freak with everything else in her life. How do I approach this topic? How do I tell her she smells? So, Vivian, prior to the stinky situation that happened the other day, had you noticed a smell, like a B.O. smell from your friend before? Or this is like something recent? Well, uh, I've noticed in the past, I would say maybe month or so, Mm -hmm. that's maybe it's gotten a little bit stronger and stronger. So I don't know what's happening or um, like, I think everything is going okay in her life. Otherwise, that would stop her from being clean. Yeah, well, so, some sometimes when it comes to smells, right? 
you have to before mm. you before you kind of go all in on this, you have to figure out if it's something maybe that she's dealing with that she can't help, like if it's a medical thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that's yeah. that, but that's not going to come out unless a conversation happens. Uh, some people will say to leave clues. Some people will say to you know uh, broach the topic like very. A bar of soap. Yeah, some people will. <laughs> and then some people, you know, will will suggest you know kind of going in light. I think that there's only one way to do this, and that is especially if they're a friend, which is to just be direct, compassionate, and blunt. Yeah, like I find that I find it actually harder because she is such a good friend to say something. Yeah. I think if it was someone that was kind of a stranger or someone really that I didn't like, I'd be like, yo, you stink. Yeah, but but the thing, Vivian, is that she may appreciate the conversation coming from you. You know, you guys are as good as friends as you said in your note to us than to have a stranger tell her because she may feel a little bit more offended if someone she didn't have a close relationship with were to say, hey, by the way, you kind of stink. Yeah, like it's such a hard topic to bring up. Oh, for even sure. Even it's like a good friend. Yeah. She may, there's a good chance she doesn't even know. And I know, I, I know, think, I know, yeah, what you're, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, which is like, how can you not know when other, when you smell so bad that other people can't even eat food around you? But there's a really, really good chance that she doesn't know. That's why with something like this, you have to be, you have to be compassionate, but you have to be direct and there's no sort of beating around the bush. There's, there's no, Hey, so, you know, I was thinking, is everything okay in your life for you? There's none of that. There's none of that. Yeah. Right. Be a friend, be blunt, but be compassionate. Yeah. Like I was thinking because we are very kind of like, we joke around a lot. We joke around with each other. Um, so I don't know if I should just jump in, like kind of with like a joke, be like, Nope, Nope. Don't make a joke of it. Okay. No, no joke. No joke. Okay, I'll, I'm going to tell you something right now, Vivian, and something mm. to you, Roz, yeah. and everybody else. Yeah. Because this happened to me the other day. Okay. Like, this exact same thing, Vivian, happened to me the other day. And <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about it until, like, I can hear in your voice right now that you are, you know, struggling with this, for sure. Yeah, yeah. On the weekend, my wife and I mm-hmm. were making out. Right. And it was getting pretty intense. Yeah. Business. And afterwards, she was like, yo, I don't know what you were doing today, but you stink. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, she's like, I didn't want to say anything at the time, but your pits kind of stink. Yeah. And like, I felt bad because I was like, I wish you would have told me before. But yeah, she waited and she told me, and then I hopped in the shower real quick, made myself smell real nice for her. Yeah, I mean, geez, (laughs) good for you. Did you? And and then round two, right? Because now now you're looking, now you're a new man. I'm ready. Now I'm a new man. But I was doing like stuff like outside, I was in the garage all day, I was outside all day. You know, and then I, I didn't even think about it and I didn't, I couldn't tell no. that my pit stink. I'll tell you, the other thing that you have when you're in this kind of work situation is if it's done the wrong way or if it's the wrong person who's relaying these kind of messages, this can be an HR issue as well. That's you know, true. If, yeah. if somebody can, somebody can spin this into, uh, you know, office aggression and bullying. If you tell somebody yeah. that they, if you tell somebody that they smell. So that's why, you know, it is good that you are a friend and she considers you a friend and to just be, you know, direct and blunt and compassionate other and, and that way you sort of avoid those other traps that may be, that may be there. Exactly. So I want to kind of want to tell her before it kind of 
snowballs into something bigger. Yeah, like like your mocha situation. All of a sudden, you guys are making out, and then you have to tell her, right? <laughs> I would hate that. I would hate that. Yeah. Office politics. Happens. Speaking of HR. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vivian, we hoped. Uh, we hope we helped a little bit. Oh, no, that's fantastic. It's just, yeah. I was thinking about like going to like the joking route. No, no don't do that. No. A... Don't do that. No, okay. No, because no. yeah, no, then you are, you are still then just laughing at her, right? You know, yeah. if, if she jokes, that's fine. If she jokes, that's fine. Okay. You, you don't, don't go in there. Don't go in there trying to be funny about this. Thanks, guys. Thank I'm, you so much. Of course. Take care. Love you. Love, Love you too. too. Here we go. go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Jen. Hi. Oh my God, girl, my heart is breaking for you right now. Yeah, I'm having some difficulties. Okay, so we're going to start with Roz reading uh, what you wrote to us. Uh, Roz and Mocha fixed my life. My seven-year-old son is out of control. Seven. Oof. Yeah. Uh, to start, he's disruptive at school, doesn't allow his teacher to teach or the kids to learn. He's always laughing, talking, and making noises. I get phone calls from the school on a regular basis. Then at home with me, he doesn't want to listen. He talks back and thinks that he can talk to me however he wants, throws tantrums and screams bloody murder as if it's going to get him out of doing things that he doesn't want to do, which never works. He's become extremely disrespectful, and I cannot allow that I have never tolerated this kind of behavior, and I don't know how to get control. Jen, do you have any other kids, or is he your only one? He's my only one. You a single parent? Yeah. You are. Okay. I'm no child psychologist, so (laughs) these are, uh, I think, a lot of questions that you may need to seek help outside of the Razamoka show, but there may be some practical things that we can help you to get to that place. Um, For sure. He's going through some stuff and is expressing himself the way he is right now. Right. The thing that you need to ask yourself, first of all, and you're going to need somebody to help you out with this who is a professional, is you need to figure out whether this is normal or abnormal behavior. Whether this is is just a rambunctious kid who has a ton of energy or if this Uh is abnormal behavior where they actually need some sort of medical assistance to get them through this. Right. I mean, I know because he's had difficulty in school with behaving, but this is like a whole new level this year. And in the previous years, I have spoke with like the school counselor. I've spoken with um, the supervisor at his daycare. And they've all told me like, he seems like a pretty normal kid. He's just really active. And, And he is for for him, he's mm-hmm. he's extremely active. But there's a power struggle with you and him. Yeah, you know what? He he. It's funny because his behavior at school is a lot worse than how it is at home. Like, right. there's yeah, because you're not yesterday there. Yesterday, I spoke with his teacher, and his teacher was like, "Oh, I would ask him to do something, and he will just flat out stare in her face and be like, no." and start laughing at her. How do you discipline him? I have literally tried everything. I've tried grounding him. This weekend he did laundry. Um, I've tried spanking him, but he doesn't care. At the end of the day, like he's just like, okay, well, the punishment's over. So what are the consequences, though? Like what are the, what are the, what are, what are the sort of long-term consequences for you? Because you have a power struggle going on with your kid right now. Okay. Right. And seven is really old for this. Like for everything yeah. that I've yeah. read, everything I've read, seven is really old for this to be the, the, like the, that, the, at this sort of stage. Right. Right. Um, and that's a problem because, mm-hmm. because what's happening is you now yeah. have a kid that whenever that kid walks into a room, nobody wants that kid there. Right. 
And it's funny because yesterday when I had a, I actually had a sit down meeting with him and his teacher and he said, he's like, I don't like school. So I asked him, well, then what don't you like about school? And he's like, well, kids pick on me, which this may very well stem from that, but I can't guarantee it because like I said, he's, he's, misbehaved previously mm-hmm. as well, right? Just not to this extent. Yeah, but does he consider them picking on him, them not wanting to play with him because they don't like him? There there are some serious issues. A couple of weeks ago, I had to take him to the hospital because of an altercation, and, and the school never notified me of this altercation. And so the next morning, he actually, his leg was hurt so bad, he couldn't even get up out of bed. So I had to take him to the hospital and it wasn't until after we left the hospital that he was like, hold on. And he put two and two together and was like, mom, my leg is actually hurting because of this altercation where the kid threw him on the floor and was nonstop kicking him. Jen, have you ever had like a conversation with your son and just ask him straight up? Like, how are you feeling? Is anything going on with you? Um, is there anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I try to do that regularly because yeah. like I said, I feel like the, the bullying might possibly have something to do with it, but I don't know. And so I, I try a lot. And what's his answer? He does say that that's part of the reason why, like yesterday, for example, that was the reason why he doesn't like school. And I, I said to him, look at how these kids treat you and you don't like it. But then you're turning around and treating your teacher the same way. Obviously, she's not going to like it either. She's from everything that you've said to us, and we don't know the situation. But what you're saying yeah. is that he's disruptive in class, that he won't let the teachers teach, he won't let the other kids learn. Then, mm-hmm. when, he, then when he gets home, uh, he runs all over you. Uh, like, I, there may be a moment where you have to realize that you have that kid. Right. Okay? And it may not be other kids' faults, because parents love to do that. They love no, to say, I know, they and that's to why say, I'm like, I don't know. It's this all the other kids. Possibly may have nothing to do with that. Disciplining your kid in the right way is is such a hard thing for parents to do, and yeah. you you got to get good at that. You have to figure out a way that that works. Now, does he does he have remorse when he acts out? Like, is he physically violent at all? Um, like not. What about towards you? No, absolutely okay. not. Okay, he, he knows. <laughs> when he does when something when he does something wrong and somebody tells him no, right? Does he understand why that's wrong? I, honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, I explain it to him. We have conversations you about shouldn't it. Have to, at seven, him. you shouldn't have to explain these things. That's very true. They should understand this stuff already. Where's his dad? He's nowhere. Does he have a relationship with his dad? No. That's a okay. problem. That's a problem. It's a problem for boys. It's a problem. And you can, you know, we, we can spin this any way you want, but it's real tough for a single mom who's got a rambunctious boy at home. It's real tough. You know, dealing with boys is a, is a real specific thing and it's tough. And uh, you're, in a, you're in a situation that is, you got a lot of stuff stacked against you. You need to, 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 to sit him down with somebody that's not you and not a teacher mm-hmm. that can sit and talk to this kid. Uh, because it's, right. it's, it's not about, at this point, it's not about self-esteem. At this point, it's not about bullying. At this point, it, it may be something larger. You may have to make some other phone calls, Jen. I hear you. You got to start reading up on, 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 on discipline and uh, reward versus punishments. And you got to, I think you got to sit this kid down uh, with somebody who's way smarter than us and way smarter than you and have them talk to your kid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, Jen. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hi, Maria. Hi. What's going on? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. All right. So today's FML, here is what you wrote to us. Uh, I'm writing for FML Fix My Life. 
need desperate help. I've been with my boyfriend for four and a half years. He is from Italy, and I moved there for him. We are currently in Canada. And about three weeks ago, I found messages on his laptop from two years ago with other girls. I know he's asking me to go back to Italy with him. I have no idea what to do. I would love some advice from you guys, please. So, Maria, are you from from Canada? Yes. How did you guys meet? So, basically, I go there every summer. Yeah. I have family there. Mm-hmm. So, I went there a couple years ago, and I met him. And it was just, in, for me, it was like instantly love. So, love... Um, and then I just decided to stay there for him. Like after two months of knowing him, I just decided he was the one and I decided to stay there for him. So how did you find these messages on his computer? Were you looking around for something? Did you already suspect something? Um, I kind of had my doubts. I'm very paranoid. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to look around. Um, and I seen a fake Facebook page. So I kind of just clicked on it. Like he had a fake Facebook page. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I was just looking around and I see that he had messages from more than one girl. And what were they saying? Just, I don't even want to repeat what I see. (laughs) Sorry. Were they, were they flirty messages back and forth or or were these messages with women that he has met? No, no, no. These are like girls. They were a lot older girls. Uh huh. Okay. They were like in their 30s. Oh, were they like sharing and pictures just, and stuff? Yes. Okay. Now, did he share pictures with them too? Yes. Okay. What made mm-hmm. you initially start to doubt his intentions or what he was doing when he wasn't around you? Um, I've had other people tell me that he might be like in the past he was a cheater. Yeah. So that just kind of started making me doubt myself. Okay. And do you guys so live I'm, together in Italy? No. Okay, so you live separately. Wow. Um, Yeah, we live like an hour away from each other. What happened when you confronted him? What did he say? Oh, he he just kind of, at first he kind of lost it. Mm -hmm. He said it was my fault that I ruined things for searching this kind of stuff. Um, But then he kind of, he started feeling really bad. He started um, being a lot more sensitive. He didn't, um, he just basically just begged and begged and begged that he was sorry. Now, did he say that these were just, I'm just flirting, I don't even know these women, it's harmless? No, he said that it was like a bad time in his life. Because and and, and, um, and and let's just go back to that. So these were you've been with him four and a half years. Now these messages were from two years ago. Was there anything recent? No. No. Nothing recent. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. And how have things been? So let's do the math here. So how have things been for the past two and a half years then? Good. So good, I right? Been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't, as far as you know, hasn't reached out to any other women or hasn't had women message him or anything like that. What I know, these are just messages. He hasn't met with any women. Um, See, this is tough because then we have to define, uh, defining in this sort of day and age as far as what is cheating is really difficult because it's different (laughs) for, you know, is watching pornography cheating? You know, that, that's a personal thing. It depends on how you feel about it. Is, is, is flirting with people online that you have no intention of meeting cheating? Is still using dating apps, flipping through them, playing it like it's a game, but never actually meeting someone? Is that cheating? I think that you have to define cheating for yourself. And for me, if you have to ask if something's cheating, it's mm. cheating. That's yeah. how that's how you would define it, right? 
did he cheat in your eyes, even though he may never have met these women in your eyes, that constitutes cheating. Just having these flirty messages back and forth, sending dirty pics to each other over Facebook. That's cheating for you, right? For me, it is. For you, it yeah. is. Okay. For him, it may not be. and But that doesn't matter at this point because the only thing that matters is, is what matters to you, okay, and how you feel about something because he's not going to be able to explain that that's not cheating. You will always feel like that's cheating. You will always feel like he cheated on you two years ago. But what do you do with this information when it was two years ago and nothing has happened since? That's the hard part with this. Yeah. Wait, when did you find these messages? On Facebook, on his laptop. No, when? No, no, when, 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 when? When, like three weeks ago. Yeah. Wait, okay, so what's he doing with, like, old-ass messages from how, two years ago? How deep did you go on his laptop? Yeah. <laughs> it was actually, it was a page already opened. Oh, so he's still oh. on there. That's different. He's still on it, but I haven't seen any messages. Yeah, jeez. Oh, boy. Trust issues. Do you think that this is a trust issue that you will be able to get over? No. No. Oh, then, okay. Like, then, that, that's then you're your done. answer then you're right done. there. Then yeah, you got to leave that relationship, bro. Yeah, Come done. back home. Come back to Canada. Yeah. Leave Italy. Yeah. <laughs> if this is that, that's the only question that matters. Is that is that? Do you think that you'd be able to rebuild the trust? If your answer is no, you're done. You're done. You got to. You got to move like on. I, like I want to. But every single thing now that I see that's kind of off, it just yeah, yeah you're done. That's me. gonna drive Maria. That's you're gonna done. drive you crazy. Like if you try to continue this relationship, anytime this guy is not around you in the back of your mind, which I'm sure as it stands right now, you're gonna be thinking, what is yeah. he doing? Who is he with? Who is he texting? Who is he on Facebook with? Right? Yeah. I think we lost her. I think she hung up. Oh, well, you're done. Yeah. So hopefully, I think we did fix her. I think so. I think uh, we helped fix her life. That's it. Because if you're going to live your life that way, uh, that is no so way to hard. live life. Yeah. Right? No. Gotta, Maria, if you're still listening, you got to get rid of this guy, move from Italy, come back home, end of story. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.